Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Deserts to Mountaintops. Um, I am so excited to be here with another contributing author, Tracy Interlandy. I am your host, Jess Buchanan. I'm the founder of Soul Speak Press, which is a boutique, non-traditional publishing company for women who've been through something, now they know something, and they want to teach us something. Um, Tracy, you are just, you've been a gift in my life and in this project, and I'm so grateful to be here having this conversation with you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And I feel the same way about you. The connection. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a life source, right? It is. And it's um, it really helps our, I think, our journey. Mm-hmm. I love when people say we we walk each other home. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's like so- very, very true. And I feel like that's what these projects are about. And um, the, these anthologies, this is what we do. We're walking each other um, back to ourselves, which is our ultimate home, right? Another level of understanding and healing. Um, yeah. At least that's what it is for me every time I do it. So Entirely. I feel like when it comes to sharing a story, I, for one, was so hesitant to ever share my story because I always told myself everyone has a story. It's so egotistical of me to start wasting people's time by telling them about me because they have their own story, mm-hmm. but that's not what it's about. It's not about like, mm-hmm. well, listen to mine. It's more of that connection yes. I feel and the inspiration to share and release it mm-hmm. because that was huge. That was an unexpected layer of healing that was just instantly peeled off of me. I love hearing that. It's so interesting to me and I'm sure everybody's going to know, well, what is the story? But I mean, your story and your circumstances are pretty extraordinary. And it, so I, and I just had this conversation with somebody earlier this week who had survived. I mean, I can't get into the details of the story, but had survived something pretty extraordinary. She, she had been shot and, and lived. And she was said the exact same thing that you said. And I'm like, that blows my mind to, to think that, that like this, the story, the things that you have survived and you have overcome and the way you've, you've like gone through your life, um, choosing to forgive mm-hmm. that is not like a, a, that is not a very, um, common story. Yeah. And so I want to make space for that. And I just, I just want to recognize and honor you and your story mm-hmm. and the courage that it has taken for you to share it more publicly. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your desert that you wrote about? Yes. Well, forgiveness is crucial Mm-hmm. And my particular story is that when I was fresh out of college, I was walking home well, walking to my car to in a dark parking lot. And I was attacked by 11 people with knives and bricks. And at that moment, when I was hit with the first brick, I immediately left my body. My energy left my body. I had an out-of-body experience near death. And that was beautiful 
actually, which it took me to experience the writing and return to that moment to realize how beautiful and divine that experience was. Mm. Um, Anyhow, they did catch those 11 people weeks later and the court cases were rather traumatic because of course, leaving my body, I didn't know what happened. Yeah. So in the court cases, I was very shaken when I found out what was done to my lifeless body and it shook me mostly because I had always identified who I am with my body. Sure. I grew up as a dancer, ballerina. So it was very difficult for me to know who I was because I went from being Tracy, the dancer to the waitress who was attacked. Yeah. And my, my sense of being to hear what they did with it. Well, I didn't know what to do after mm-hmm. other than to try and disappear. So that's when disordered eating really, 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 truly took over my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, very dark period. And I ended up being admitted into an eating disorder unit, actually the day before the very last court trial. And after being in the eating disorder unit, I went back to life as I thought it should be. And I tucked that disordered eating and shame and fear and confusion and illusion and all of those heavy feelings Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. and went on with my life. And it kept popping up in different ways. Like it was shape shifting. It -hmm. would just pop up, whether it was disordered eating or shame of that past of very heavy disordered eating And then it was finally at a moment when my kids noticed that I wasn't eating my birthday cake. When I realized this has got to be released. And I think that was the the key in speaking to myself is it's not, this has to stop. Right. It was more, this needs to be released. I need to understand this better and bid it farewell. And that's when the journey began of visiting my younger self all the way back to when I could remember, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I figured I haven't always been like this. What was it when I began to change my, my perspective of nourishment and my relationship with food? Mm-hmm. And I visited all of those points in my life from when I was a little kid um, throughout adulthood. Mm -hmm. And by visiting those parts of me, my more mature, wiser self poured love into those younger forms of me Mm -hmm. and helped to heal and release. Wow. I think that's such beautiful imagery to take Mm -hmm. for me to apply to the way I, I think of this is like journeying out of the desert and climbing to the mountaintop. Right. For me, my, my, my journey out has been, it looks different and I describe it differently in terms of like kind of clawing my way out. Like, I feel like I've like clawed my way out 
I'm perched. I'm dying of thirst. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's very ugly. And I think it's so true to, to your form of like your spirit and in, in the way you show up in to use this beautiful word, um, for a process that can be so ugly and so hard, like just so hard and, and to reframe it and think about it as releasing, releasing yeah. it instead of stopping it in its tracks, instead of putting your foot down and, you know, so beautifully, um, accurate. And yeah. I'm like thinking about that is just like blowing my mind right now. Well, if we're, I mean, to stop or if we're clawing out, right. That makes me feel like I'm on the defense. I'm yeah. always looking around for it. When's it going to pop up? Where's it, when's it going to be? No, no, yeah. no. I'm going to understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to understand where it came from. Yeah. Why? I'm going to understand where I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to understand how it may have helped me. In my experience, it all everything has always guided me. Yes. Either back onto the right path or to continue on my right path. And I'm going to give gratitude, but not for too long because I need to release it. And I think that's where I have slipped up is because I knew that gratitude is such a a crucial element of healing and really just of living. Yeah. And so when I learned and understood and, and saw how disordered eating not a good way to handle emotions, <laughs> not a good way to understand identity, mm-hmm. but to step back and say, okay, Trace, you did what you could. That was hard. You mm-hmm. almost got murdered and then yes. had to listen to it. Yes. So I chose disordered eating. Yeah. It could have been worse. Yeah. Training me. I was still surrounded by love while I used that disordered eating as my training wheels to stay upright. Mm -hmm. I forgive myself. Now I will release it Mm -hmm. and then refocus my vision on the strengths that I've always had. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think is so important is to say, okay, I forgive myself for that, but look at all these awesome things that I did do. I genuinely did not condemn a single person who attacked me. Mm-hmm. I was surrounded by family. I kept putting one foot in front of the other. And and then just to think of traits that anyone would be proud of, whether, you know, oh, I'm a good writer, I'm a good friend. I'm, you know, just focus on the sunny side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Not that shadowy dark dangerous side right right where you're like struggling to to live right it shouldn't be a struggle just Mm -hmm. release Mm -hmm. that's so interesting can we unpack that a little bit more like why why do we equate healing with struggle i think that previous generations in my experience have not to their fault at all but hard work, you know, Mm -hmm. work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. Nothing should be hard. Mm -hmm. The path of least resistance is the right path. That's intuition. That's, that's inspiration. That's Mm -hmm. where we should be going. 
there's never any need to swim upstream. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, you know, even salmon, no, not to swim upstream. We as humans should embrace that same mentality. Go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And something as something that happened in the past, that's over. And to hold on to that is weighing us down. Mm -hmm. It weighed me down. And to hold on to that past, to hold on to that memory and think, I need to stop this. I need to stop this. No. Understand it, forgive and release Mm -hmm. and move forward. Does it get easier the more you do it? Uh, Yes. However, I will tell you that I had a moment where I was scared and frozen once that book launched. And I don't know if you know this (laughs) because I was so excited. Oh, this story was so healing. What an incredible experience. And then book launch day came out and I thought, oh my God, now everyone's going to (laughs) know. And um, so that release, I feel needs to also be paired with that release of fear of judgment from others. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's those two perspectives. Yeah. To, it's it's wonderful to identify what's weighing you down, understand it, forgive and release, and feel that healing in yourself. And then I think it's another understanding to get beyond and to release the fear of others either passing judgment or wondering how they'll respond. Mm -hmm. And this is in terms of, of course, writing your story. Right. Which is, I think, the number one thing that holds most people back from showing up, from speaking up. Um, It's the judgment. It's the criticism. It's the passive, aggressive comments (laughs) or just the aggressive, aggressive comments. Um, it takes a lot and I think that that for me I have to go back to my understanding of my own resilience every time Mm -hmm. I'm tempted to stay small and keep quiet and know that I'm more resilient than whatever is out there would like me to believe to keep me silent so in, if we pivot a little bit then in terms of what has the writing process been like for you? And then now we're recording this post-launch. So what has that, this is nice to have this unique perspective yeah. in this conversation post-publishing. What what has that felt like and what, has, what have you experienced? The writing process was just magical, unexpected too, because when I went into writing the story, I hadn't assumed understanding of where the disordered eating came from. I had created something in my mind where I said, well, I was not receiving love during that period of my life. I was attacked. There were difficulties with family health and everything was just crashing down. Mm -hmm. And so I refused food as well. And by really diving in and revisiting each of those experiences day to day, week to week, whatever it may have been, that's when I stepped back and said, huh, I totally made up that excuse. That's not at all what happened. This was actually all about my identity. Mm. 
and my misunderstanding that my body is my identity. So that changed my life. And I'm proud of myself. I am so ecstatic. And I hope that every person who has ever written, whether it's for Soul Speak Press or for themselves, be so proud of yourself for really visiting and pouring love into yourself and healing. And now taking it to sharing the story, Mm -hmm. keeping that in mind that pride of, wow, I really sorted out what was in my head. I have more awareness and understanding. Anyone who reads that story, who also has a similar awareness and understanding of self-love and the healing process will applaud someone who does not have that understanding. Yes. Will be aggressive. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's, that's a healing journey. Mm -hmm. That is, as opposed to that person judging, that is their resistance to healing. Mm -hmm. And so if anything that I say or write or do may trigger someone into feeling anger or anxiety, that's your invitation to heal. Mm I'm not going to step forward to push you back or, and I'm not going to tiptoe away from it. If my story is going to inspire you to heal and to reflect on yourself Mm. as someone who might attack. Yeah. If they step back and say, wait, why am I being triggered by this? Right. I don't know. Why are you being triggered by this? Mm -hmm. I'm actually, and I like, I giggled when this dawned on me. I'm kind of doing you a favor. If I'm going to trigger <laughs> you, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> because there's something to figure out. There's something um, that is misunderstood. And I invite you to heal. Let me know if you have any questions. I love helping. But yeah. I, <laughs> you're so awesome, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a good thing. It's really yeah. is a good thing. Do not tiptoe mm. around it. Mm. Do not tiptoe around someone else's fear. Yeah, I kind of feel like I'm going to like burst into tears right now because it's like, oh my God, it's so true. It really is true. Like you can, I, I'll I'll use my I words here. I (laughs) can think or reason when somebody has lashed out at me, which happens quite a lot because I'm very visible. Yeah. And very outspoken. And very present on social media and in, on different platforms. And people are just downright nasty. And so yeah. I I oftentimes tr- try very hard to reframe it from the, the perspective of, oh, they must be hurting. Mm-hmm. But then to take it to the next level and look at that as me showing up in, and I don't get it right all the time. I screw up. I say the wrong thing. Somebody um, DM'd me this morning because I used uh, the wrong hashtag that they found that triggering and offensive. And I said, okay, that's, I will take that to heart. I'm not going to apologize because I don't think I did anything wrong 
or menacing to hurt you, but I'll, I'll consider that. And thanks for the feedback. Um, but then to look at that as like their invitation to heal something is just like mind boggling to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did I get that right? Am I understanding it correctly? Totally. That's totally it. You're kind of doing them a favor. I've had people do me a favor. There have been people that have triggered me anytime where, you know, I get home from a, a, a day where I'm venting to my husband about something that was said or done. And then I stop and I'm like, wait, something's coming up for healing. <laughs> this isn't about that person. Why am I being triggered by this? Mm. Grant loves it. He's like, oh, I feel a blog coming up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> They're doing me a favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I I like to hold on to this visual. Decades ago, I had this very lovely boyfriend. And about a year into dating, I said, let's go spend a few days at the beach. He's like, great said, yes, vacation. So I booked this oceanfront hotel, packed up, we get there. And he says, can't go to the beach. I am terrified of the ocean. And I'm like, oh, we have five days here. Oh boy. Sorry, Tracy. I am terrified. I will never step foot near an ocean. No way. And so we spent those five days going to the batting cages because I love batting cages that's sarcasm, but we, we went okay. to, I was like, really? Wow. <laughs> Got it. I mean, it's not bad, but I, five days of going to a batting a cage yeah, that's on, at the ocean yeah, no. on vacation. Uh, but we never stepped foot on, on the beach. And that is what I think about when I realized what I've been doing every day of my life until I understood I've been tiptoeing around other people's fears. I haven't allowed myself to go on to the sand and enjoy the ocean because of someone else's fears. I don't want to put them in an uncomfortable position. So I have been sacrificing my own joy and my own connection with, with enjoyment of life. Yeah. Um, And so am I going to be hanging out of the batting cages or am I going to go enjoy the ocean? You're going to go enjoy the ocean. I mean, I realize that's a rhetorical question, but (laughs) I mean, yes, that is brilliant. It's just so obvious, right? So why, why am I not applying this in a sense where before my story was released to be read by anyone who decides to order it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. I'm I'm enjoying the ocean. Judge yeah. me or not. If you judge me, then it's it's an invitation for you to heal. And I'm I'm glad for that. I I hope that every story triggers you then <laughs> because it will be it mm-hmm. will be that nudge mm-hmm. to work on something mm-hmm. to release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that that just like sums up the entire book is that it's an invitation to heal Mm -hmm. for the reader and for the writer. Yes. Because just like you said, every time we sit down and we, we go back to those places, 
we have to like really dig deep and really think through why it happened, how we reacted, and then write about it and how we were feeling and what we were feeling. <clears throat> and there has to be a level of healing involved. Yeah. Right? That's what's so beautiful about this book and volume one is the story is that is the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. I've read books in the past, especially when I was in those dark days of, um, I suppose they were biographies, but they were, they were nonfiction books about other women who also had disordered eating mm-hmm. and they were very dark and they were very descriptive and it wasn't healthy for me to read. Mm-hmm. And this book, volume one and volume two, is about the healing and the love that is poured into our own selves and that view from the mountaintop. It's it's not that focus on the desert. It's what guided us up that mountain and how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Yeah. Tracy, you're such a gift. Thank you so much for thank you. Taking us for a walk on the beach this morning. Yeah. Put those baseball bats away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people connect with you? Um oh. and, and what are you up to now? <laughs> I'm enjoying the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm allowing myself to take that deep breath of mountain air. And my website is tracyinterlandy.com. So I am an influential storyteller. I love to embed a message and influence action via storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I I teach that. I encourage that. I am a speaker at events and I write for Women's Quarterly Magazine. And also my internet or sorry, my Instagram is Tracy.interlandy. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's just been a pleasure. Always a pleasure on my end as well. Thank you, Jess.